This is your source for genre news, album reviews, and commentary on all things heavy. The Metal Pod. Here are your hosts, Brendan Flum and George Fong. The Metal Pod, episode 5, back and better than ever. Uh, I got my Slayer South of Heaven shirt on, the Supreme collab with Slayer. Uh, I don't like capitalism too much. My brother gifted this shirt to me, so I didn't buy it. Um... But yeah, man, South of Heaven. That's where I'm going. What Fair enough, man. That's, that's pretty metal. What do you got? Uh, this is my Rush shirt. Uh, as you know, Rush was... I don't know how much I've told you I've liked them, but when I was a kid, they were like literally my favorite band. Mm-hmm. So I had literally like 20 different Rush shirts. But I realized when Neil Peart died this year, they were all way too small for me. <laughs> so you still have them? Oh, I still have them. They, they just don't fit. I need you to wear one of those to the next one. Like the sleeve would go up to here. Yes, it would be ridiculous. Perfect. Yeah. So yeah, I, <laughs> I I bought this one from their website when he died because I obviously wanted one that fit. So rest in peace. Right. Sweet. Yeah. Um, metal news. Let's do it. All right. Um. I guess first thing, uh, kind of exclusive right here. I uh, I've got a text text message right here from George Fahm himself, who texted me over the weekend, verbatim. It says, "Pantera might be better than Lamb of God." There was an asterisk in there that he failed to mention, folks. There was, but that's beside the point. And the fact is, he admitted it, ladies and gentlemen. Pantera is the superior groove metal band. From the man himself, the guy who defended <laughs> Lamb of God, now turns on them and joins the dark side. The dark Thank you, side. kind sir. No, if anything, Pantera's the light side. Fine. Lamb of God's the dark side. Well, I don't, I don't care. It's fine either way. The reason that I said they might be better, might is the key word here. Uh, but I never said Lamb of God might be better because they're not. So. <laughs> I should have known you were going to bring this shit up. <laughs> I, I had to, man. I said that Pantera might be better. Lamb of God is still my favorite. I'll defend Lamb fair, of God against fair. Pantera. All right, fair so enough. We don't have to hash this out. That's if, it. We'll if leave I, it at that. No, if I recall, the argument was who is the better groove metal band, and you said Pantera might be better. So I just wanted to say that. Yep. Mm, okay. Yeah, I just, I just had to get it well, out there. This might come up again. Maybe. But probably maybe you'll not. change your mind. Maybe one day you'll text me and say, Lamb of God might be better. Maybe, but probably not. <laughs> <laughs> what if they put out ten more yeah. Ashes of the Wake? Then would you admit that they're better? No. <laughs> Pantera is frozen in time. In, in, that, in the best way possible. So That's just not true. You can't be frozen in time. Welcome to episode four and a half, where we... Uh, Let's not... move on. Uh, let <laughs> Metal news, what you got? Yeah, metal news. All right. I think the the talk of the town in the metal community over the past week has been about pop superstar, not superstar, new on the scene, up and coming new artist Doja Cat, Mm -hmm. who I admittedly barely heard of before this week, but apparently at the MTV Europe uh, Music Video Awards, she performed her hit, hit song, is it called So Far Away? Does that sound right? Uh, I don't know that one. All right, something like that. Anyways, the original has like hundreds of millions of views on YouTube. Uh, okay. So I guess it's pretty popular. But at these awards, uh, she metalized it and performed it live with a backing band that looked like 
they, they had like corpse paint on and Dope. like she made it kind of metal uh i wouldn't call it heavy but it was definitely better than most pop out there and uh she is an r&b hip-hop okay singer yeah i don't know much honestly, yeah so yeah no she's a in. she's an r&b hip-hop singer uh, i like a lot of her songs she's also a very attractive young lady uh yeah, doja cute. cat if you're watching please sponsor us please um I like a lot of her songs. Uh, she's pretty good. She had she had some controversy because apparently she was in 4chan chat rooms. Do you know what that is? I do not. 4chan is a message board on the internet that is anonymous. Okay. And it deletes after 24 hours. Okay. Everything gets deleted off the message board. So you can imagine the type of content that gets oh, posted yeah, on there. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and apparently she was on this platform in uh, in chat rooms with white supremacists and taking her clothing off. And she apologized later about this. And she said, you know, it's just my f***ed up sense of humor as to why I did that. And the Twitter community totally jumped on her. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny, I guess. <laughs> Not, I don't know what to make of that. I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, no. And that, so, yeah, that that's uh, kind of who she is. Um, yeah. But, yeah, cool. Good for her. I'm yeah. glad she did something different. She's... Um, she plays around with her like visual aesthetic a lot. It was it was a cool performance. Yeah. It was there was lots of how do I explain? There was like it was like she's playing in a garden and, mm. and there was like a, a moon. It was it was cool. You should definitely check it out. When um, was that? Over the last weekend, I think, maybe. Okay. I don't really know. But you enjoyed it. It was yeah, it was cool. And it's it's another example of these modern pop and rap artists kinda I mean, Post Malone's an obvious uh, example of a guy who's He's, he likes rock a lot, and he admits it, and he's trying to put that more into, into his music, which right. I respect. I mean, metal's obviously an open community, and we'll welcome anybody, so mm-hmm. fair enough. Welcome to the community, Doja Cat. Uh, Glad to have you. Yeah, on, on more metal, not quite metal, but Alice Cooper uh, announced his new solo album, um, which is coming out next February. Uh, typically, I would be like, oh, okay, cool, whatever, but this one's called... Detroit stories and it's all Detroit themed because he's from Detroit obviously um, and he said all the songs are inspired by personal stories of his uh, growing up in Detroit so interesting yeah looks pretty cool so a lot of you a lot of you Michigan listeners out there might uh, might relate to that so it's yeah pretty cool I haven't listened to a new Alice Cooper album in since like 2008 or something whenever along came a spider came out because there's a bunch of cool guests on that one but this one I'm definitely gonna listen to for Detroit um, Dope. in in other new music news, I guess, uh, nothing too official, but uh, Clown from Slipknot uh, said this week that they've been pretty busy writing new music during mm. quarantine. So cool. hopefully we won't have to wait as long for a new album um, compared to past years. I mean, I think the longest span was six years between All Hope Is Gone and uh, Chapter 5. So, oh, right. Uh, hopefully it's sooner than that. Uh, and I guess, I don't know if you've heard about, um, they were supposed to release this year, I don't know if they're still doing it, uh, a bunch of outtakes from the All Hope Is Gone sessions. Um, I did not hear about that. They said it's supposed to be like Slipknot meets Radiohead kind of thing. It's more like, hmm. uh, not the Slipknot that you would expect kind of thing. Well, I mean, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Not too big of a fan of All Hope Is Gone, but right. uh, their worst album. But You think All Hope Is Gone is their worst album? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, I would listen to it. The outtakes, yeah. I mean. But, but 
you know. Yeah. Like, outtakes from their worst album is what I'm pointing out. Right. It, I think it might just be more of like an EP kind of thing. I don't really know. And like I said, I don't know if they're really doing that anymore. That's just something I heard. Right. I'd like to see Slipknot's next album really impress me. I wasn't blown away by their last one. Mm-hmm. Um, we Are Not Your Kind? Yes. Okay. Uh, I liked it. And I liked the singles off of it. But it was a little bit more experimental. Yeah. Definitely. For and, my taste. Right. Um, and at Chicago Open Air, they kept playing uh, Unsainted. Like the chorus of it. Oh my God. In between yeah, the I know. concerts. And at the end, I was like, I don't want to hear Corey Taylor's voice <laughs> for the rest of this year. I know. I. It's funny because that song obviously came out right before the Open Air Weekend. Right. And... They just... Oh my god, dude, yeah. Played it. That That's my stop. one hot minute, actually. It's kind of related to this, so... Like, every three commercials was yeah. that song. Just the, just the hook. It was, I know. It was ridiculous. And on the road trip, me and my dad, I was like, this might be my favorite Slipknot song. Because, I mean, it was, oh, really? it was brand new when it came <laughs> out, so I was super excited. And it was on the radio only a couple times, so mm-hmm. I was like, this is good. They're not overplaying it too much. And then you left open air like... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was brutal. But yeah. I mean, it's a great song, obviously. But yeah. The is. way I describe We Are Not Your Kind, it's like, as they've described as well, it's like Volume 3 meets Iowa in a way. It's heavy yet experimental at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I could uh, I could, I could, could see that comparison. Yeah, and, and the the really, the good songs are really good, but then like the bad songs are really bad. Yeah, I'd agree. Like Spiders, My Pain. You like, like Spiders? Spiders all right. My Pain, not, yeah. not a huge fan whatsoever, yeah. but... Overall, great album. Sure. So, yeah. Um, last last piece of metal news. Uh, Ticketmaster, the the evil empire Ticketmaster. Um, I'm not afraid to express my hatred towards them. Um, I'm sure many would agree with you, Trent Reznor. Oh, yeah. Rage. Yeah. Pearl Jam, everybody. Yeah. Um, but they said that when concerts do come back from COVID, this is at least something they're exploring, trying to figure out right now. They said it's going to require a negative test and a vaccination to buy a ticket to a concert. That sounds good to me. I mean, That's fine, yeah. Fine with that. I get to go to a concert. Yeah, whatever it takes, man. Yeah. I don't care at this point. Right. But just uh, wanted to bring that up, uh, obviously. I so. mean, when did they say? So originally when COVID hit, they said concerts wouldn't be back until fall of 21 at the earliest. For sure. I, that, that's wishful thinking. That, yeah, that sounds man, like wishful thinking. I don't know, but like I said, many artists have concerts planned for like spring and summer I don't know of twenty one. That, that, yeah. that might not happen, dude. And if it does, it might be bad. You know, like it could be. Yeah, it's a group of like thousands of people. Yeah, but at the same time, I've been seeing concerts during quarantine. Like not me personally. Like I've been like seeing videos of concerts. Like probably breaking all of the guidelines. Right. In effect, probably. I don't really know, but. Major artists that we like have had been doing no concerts except for live streams. Yeah. Which is totally fine by me. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting for sure. We'll see if Biden can pull it together. Biden, we need you. <laughs> pull it together, please. Yes. The U.S. government, do do all you can to bring concerts <laughs> yeah. back. That's, That's priority number want. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so very excited to welcome our first ever guests here on the Metal Pod, the, the Hours of Power crew co-hosts Lilith and Hellspawn and their nameless intern referred to as Bones. Uh, thank you guys <laughs> for coming on the show. How are you guys doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. All hey, right. Good. good. Uh, I guess we'll get right into it. I see you're all wearing 
uh, a variety of of metal shirts there uh, we we always start our episodes with with our shirt stories as, as you can see we got some some band tees on as well so uh lilith what what shirt are you rocking today uh, I've actually got the Swift Knot shirt on from their, I want to say, 2016 concert uh, when they toured with Marilyn Manson and, oh, shoot, I forgot the other person. <laughs> but uh, it's from, like, the second concert I ever went to, so it's uh, an old play. <laughs> yeah, that was, that, was, that was a good tour, I think, me and George were both there as well. So yeah. it was, yeah, good, real, real good right there. Uh, Hellspawn, how about you? I got a, a Weakling shirt on. They're a black metal band that uh, this is their only album. It's from 2000. Uh, they're American. That's kind of strange for some uh, for some black metal fans. But Weakling is the band. Uh, members of that band were also in great bands such as uh, Asunder, which is a cool like uh, funeral doom band. Awesome. But I just really like uh, yeah Weakling. Great black metal. Great. Yeah. Well, I'll have to check them out. George, uh, he's been trying to get me more into black metal. He's the black metal guy on the show. But, yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. yeah. We'll definitely check that out. Bones, how about you? This is, uh, I don't know if it's really showing up, but this is my Megadeth uh, Countdown to Extinction shirt. Um, I, I actually bought this online because I had tickets to go see them this summer. And uh, obviously it didn't work out. And so I was like, well, shit, I'm still going to get my t-shirt out of it. And uh, I mean, they're, they're definitely one of my favorite bands and this is a great album. So I, I just kind of like representing. Yeah, sure is, man. Uh, that was, we, me and George have been talking a lot about how that's, that's probably the concert we're both in agreement of we're most bummed that got. Yeah. It was like Lamb of God and Trivium too. Yeah. Yes. And yes. It, was, it was going to be sweet. So that really sucks, but uh, looking forward to it next year if it happens. Yeah. And that's a great album, of course. So um, I guess we can get right into it. Uh, since you guys are our first guests, we're going to be doing doing this with all of our guests because we thought it would be the most fun for, for them. Um, and that is just telling us your background in the metal. So I guess, uh, Lilith, how did how'd you get into metal? Uh, so actually, it's kind of not a conventional story <laughs> because I'm not technically like a metal head, I guess. Uh, but I got into it starting in middle school with the band Hollywood Undead, <laughs> which they're not really that metal, but it kind of just went like, not downhill, but like further in. Uh, and I really started getting into like metal itself more than alternative rock in freshman year of college when I joined the show. So nice. it's been a weird <laughs> transition. Yeah, Hollywood Undead is a good, good starter band like that for sure. So. They're so good. <laughs> they have some bangers for sure. Oh yeah. Hellspawn, how about you? Um, I think I just sort of transitioned into living or listening to heavier and heavier stuff starting in like seventh or eighth grade. I, you know, I liked rock all my life. You know, probably the first metal band that I was really into was Metallica as a you know younger kid and you know fifth grade or so. But then I remember in I think in eighth grade I first heard the band death i heard their first album scream bloody gore and i thought it was like the most extreme thing i'd ever heard and it was like really scary music i was i was pretty into that and then sort of at that same time i started getting into like uh like the band death heaven in particular um and they uh introduced a lot of black metal to me you know and uh noise music as well but death would definitely be the the original sort of heavy music 
impetus group for me. Absolutely. And uh, I think there's a song on uh, Scream Bloody Gore called Baptized in Blood. Indeed. Yeah, I, I found that at a, at a relatively young age, too. And I was like, Jesus, this is this is pretty intense stuff. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Bones, how'd you get into metal? Uh, I got into metal, pro- I guess, younger than both of these two, which I didn't know. But when I was really little, um, I had a CD player in my room and we would just kind of play like whatever music there was around the house. But my dad had a CD of Injustice for All. And I would like borrow that all the time and just listen to that album like over and over when I was really young. And I was also uh, really into uh, Guitar Hero, like the one, the really popular one that came out when I was like five. And there was like some Slayer and Metallica songs in there. And I got really into like Iron Maiden and Metallica and Van Halen, especially when I was super young. Rest in peace, Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we've got some similar influences there. So that's cool. Guitar Hero is is how a lot of kids our age got into this kind yeah. of say So, absolutely. Um, I guess next question for you guys, uh, kind of kind of broader though, but like, Lilith, what do you like about metal? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, for me personally, I find it like a really uh, great way to just like feel emotions. Uh, it's a very like emotional set of music and you can kind of find something that like fits everyone. I, like I always tell everyone, like there's a metal genre for you because there's just so much variety, and uh, it's really just it's fun. Like I don't know, the concerts are fun, the music's fun, and it's it's heavy, and I like heavy, so it's just good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'd say the concerts are probably the the funnest out of all music genres, in my opinion. Um, yeah. no, who doesn't want to mosh? Who doesn't want to exactly? Like who doesn't want to like break their neck headbanging and beat score for the next three days and. Like, exactly. Who doesn't want to get run over by the crowd? Like, <laughs> exactly. There's nothing better. Hell, uh, Hellspawn, what do you like about metal? I think I like the inclusiveness of it a lot. Like the willingness to experiment with all sorts of different types of genres and the openness to other types of music as well. You know, it's not a, I see a metal as a not elitist genre, you know, like, there's it's a very welcoming thing like whether you're a little kid or something you know metal you know true metal fans are very uh open to new ideas and stuff like that i really like that about metal the willingness to experiment and bring in new ideas yeah uh we've talked about elitism you know obviously black metal being the most elitist subgenre of metal um for various reasons but yeah that i mean that's what i said i said you know, metal is like a niche community. Um, when you meet another metalhead, you know exactly, you know, where they come from and how, like, yeah, just everything like that. So. Yeah, that's obviously one of the, the great calling cards of metal. Um, Bones, how about you? What do you like about metal? There's There's something about, like, any good metal song that you can't really break down into, like, music theory or rhythm or anything that's just, like, it, it's either going to make you headbang or it's not. And when it does, you kind of just like lock into that, into that like groove and you can kind of feel like the rhythm, whether it's like super thrashy or if it's like a doom metal song. And I just really like how it's like, it's kind of like how funk music makes people dance, but like a good metal groove will just kind of make you be like, yeah, like that's, that's dirty. <laughs> that's a good way to put it, actually. <laughs> Absolutely. And me and him were just talking about this last week. Uh, I don't know if you guys are corn fans, but they... Yes. <laughs> corn... 
uh, Jonathan Davis, their singer, has described them more so as a funk band than a metal band. And, you know, that's that's kind of fair. They've got that groove like you were talking about, Bones. I mean, they're yeah. absolutely filthy, and they make people want to dance. So it's good stuff. They're also catchy, yeah. too. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, hardcore dancing, absolutely. Moshing. And you, you hardcore dance? Oh, yeah. You like to windmill? Yeah, I'm not a good windmill guy. <laughs> Oh no, the karate in the pit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not my style of mosh. Yeah, no, not me not me either, TBH. But Yeah, um speaking of corn though, that's one of my favorite metal artists. Uh Sarah though, who is who are your favorite metal artists? Ooh, uh, okay. So if we're gonna do like actually metal artists and not like Hollywood Undead and alternative rock. Um I really like uh Death Heaven. I House Bonds played a lot of their stuff on the radio and it's it's catchy. And I like Paul Bearer, uh Weed Eater, um, and then like Big Four and uh Iron Maiden. Uh personally lately a lot of Devil Driver. Um their new album just I liked it a lot. I thought it was cute. So Yeah, their new album. I was like, Oh, this cute. <laughs> Me when I listen to Baby Metal, like, oh, this is yeah. this is cute. Yeah, it's just like, oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, Jay, who are your favorite metal artists? It's hard to pick for sure, but um, some of the ones that I always come back to are Emperor, yeah. good black metal band. Um, black Sabbath always is a staple for me as a you know one of the classic groups. Yeah. Um, who else? I, I mean, I do like Def Heaven a lot. They're they're one of my favorites. Um, Bell Witch is another modern group that I really like a lot. Doom Band, and then uh, yeah, that's that's a few of my favorites. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and then uh, it's funny that you mentioned Emperor. They're one of my favorites as well. And um, one of the things that specifically, like, not just Brendan, but like. A lot of people get turned off by their vocals. Brendan doesn't really like their vocals as mu- that that much, but I I really like that vocal style. Um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's I love the music of black metal, but some of the lyrics, Emperor being not lyrics, the vocals, Emperor being one of them. It's something about it's just not not my style. It's not for everyone, as, as we said, but yeah. the music is is awesome. So I, I there's a special place for bands like Emperor for me. So. <laughs> They're a good one to start with for sure because of the like classical music influence and stuff. Real melodic because there's plenty of really atonal black metal as well. But Emperor is a great melodic one. Yeah, agreed. That's fair. Jack, who are your favorite metal artists? I I mean, my I guess people would say like, oh, they're they're like super popular, like bandwagon or whatever. But I've always been to like very classic metal bands. So like, I had a huge Aussie phase for a few years when I was in like middle school, and you know, Big Four, especially Megadeth. Um, not exactly metal, but I'm a, I've been a huge Rush fan for a while. Um, yeah, yeah, and you know, just other Black Sabbath, Van Halen, um, Motley Crue, Maiden, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, I've been getting more into like heavier thrash lately. But I would say that my main genres are more just like thrash, classic metal, and uh, like hair metal. Good stuff, man. Uh, we've also talked about how uh, on one of the episodes he brought up how someone told him that a band like Pantera, who's like my all-time favorite, someone once described them as a pled tier band. Uh, <laughs> all this because I don't even remember. Yeah, I mean, it was on Reddit, so you can imagine where that conversation went. But it's like you can. 
like or dislike a band, obviously, you know, that's your, that's subjective, but it's like, how are you going to call a band that you at one point listen to, right? If you, if you're so far beyond the point to where you're listening to these, like the most underground metal, like obviously at some point you probably listen to Pantera and like them. And that's where a lot of people start with metal. And it's like, there's basically my, my point with that was like, you shouldn't, there's no point in being elitist because when you welcome in like new metal fans, that just means we're going to have better music, more friends, more people to talk to metal with and all that stuff. So, it, and then, and, the, and what Brendan said was, it doesn't make them any less heavy just because they're popular. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people act like once, once they start to move into like less popular bands that they're like more mature than the bands they used to listen to. But like, you know, Metallica is popular for a reason because they're still a metal band. They still make some heavy songs. And like, you can still like the really popular bands that brought you into it and not look down on it just because they're bringing other people in. Like, the, you know, these like gateway bands are still just as metal as any other bands. They just happen to like have gotten popular, whether it's just by like luck or just they had like a really breakthrough album. Absolutely. Well said, my friend. I've been I think trying. the like the resentment towards bands getting popular in metal is a, it's an annoying thing as well. Like, and you know, another thing you see on Reddit, you know, like people that are upset that their favorite band has started to get, you know, some semblance of success. It's like the stupidest thing. Like, why would you not be happy for your favorite group when they're, when people start to listen to them? Yeah. A, a lot of the people are like, Oh, I can't believe, you know, everyone these days listens to pop, but then anytime something, you know, metal gets popular, then they suddenly wish that it wasn't popular. It's like, wouldn't you rather have more people be exposed to the thing that you like and so you can sort of have more people to talk about it with? I don't understand why that's a bad thing. I feel like there's a whole thing about being like exclusive sometimes within metal. Like it's like we're a very like exclusive community sometimes. And I think that that attitude kind of like stops from like sharing, you know, like at the end of the day, it's metal guys. <laughs> like let's do a stadium mosh pit. <laughs> like that's okay. <laughs> Great way to put it. <laughs> Yeah, that, that think, goes along with what Hellspawn was saying about the inclus- inclusiveness of metal. Like, we welcome all. Yeah, like we're for everybody. We're not, you know. Exactly. A true uh-huh. metal fan recognizes the, you know, a, somebody who has a lot of enthusiasm for Anthrax just as much as somebody who, you know, like loves Scaff or some metal band you've never heard of. Exactly. Um, yeah i also like especially because my music taste is very much like a lot of these more popular bands and like less like super hardcore i've had a lot of people say like oh you know that's just like you haven't really gotten into the harder stuff yet as if it's like a progress like a natural progression everyone goes through and i do get that a lot of people go from the more popular like you know maybe ozzy or black sabbath and then go into like death metal black metal everything but like i've been listening to these bands for probably like at least 15 years now and it's not because I haven't heard more extreme stuff. I'm just not super into that kind of stuff. I like I've gotten into death and I've gotten into a few of the more extreme bands, but it's just like, that's where my preferences lie. And it's not just because they haven't like been refined yet. Right. Exactly. And we've been throwing out a bunch of subgenres right here. So I guess the next question to ask you guys, uh, Lilith, what are your favorite metal subgenres? Ooh, uh, I definitely like a lot of the like, sludgier stuff so like sludge is definitely one of them doom um i also have a soft spot for like mellow death um and i do like thrash especially like big four thrash and 
Um, I do like death metal sometimes. It depends on the album more for me for death metal, but I do like the overall like mosh quality. <laughs> and then uh, I also like atmospheric black a lot. That one's just nice for like chilling. And I find it's a good intro one because everyone always thinks metal is like screaming and like, like harsh vocals. And I'm like, no, let me show you power metal and atmospheric black. <laughs> and then you tell me if it's still like screaming. <laughs> Exactly. Hellspawn, I know that you like black metal too, but what are your other favorite subgenres? Yeah, I thought I'd leave my the, my favorite subgenre, or at least my identity on the radio show, is probably for death metal. Okay. Uh, so I thought I'd leave those bands out of my favorite groups so I could talk about them here. Uh, yeah, death metal is probably the, the genre that I'm most into as far as metal goes because it's the one I got into earliest and it's the one that I've delved the deepest into. You know, I'm constantly plumbing the depths of the internet for new demos and stuff to listen to but like my name on the radio show was a morbid angel song that the previous host knew that i loved a lot so that's probably the the number one bands like spectral voice and stuff i'm super into yeah death metal is my my niche awesome uh bones i know i know you like the classic stuff like i do uh what other subgenres are you into um, I'd say classic, uh, progressive, like I'm a big fan of like Dream Theater, Arch Echo, like that kind of stuff. And then main thing is thrash. So like Big Four, especially, uh, Overkill, um, what's the one, uh, Sodom. Um, so what's the one, I've, I've been listening to like a few more lately. I just kind of like throw a ton of music in a playlist and then I'll like shuffle it and I'll take stuff out if I don't like it. But I, I found that's a really good way of like getting into stuff. So like Exodus and Testament and Creator and all these other bands. Um, like I really like the really fast, like intense thrash, like whether or not it's screaming vocals. But I remember like in middle school when I started to go from like the, the thrashy, like early Metallica and then got into Slayer. And I was like, whoa, like, you know, I didn't even know that you could play this fast and do like these really tight rhythmic like patterns where it's just really just sharp and like percussive. I really like that stuff, like 200 beats per minute more. Love some thrash. Absolutely, as do we. So we're, we're both very glad that you said that. Yeah. Um, I guess on that note, what, I'm gonna ask all you, all you guys this, but Lilith, what is the best metal concert you have ever seen? Ooh, uh, <laughs> that's a tough question. It is very um, tough. I think, can I rate it as like best mosh pit and then best like concert overall? <laughs> okay, so the concert that had one of the best mosh pits I've ever been in was probably the Weed Eater one. And I don't know if we're allowed to mention that there was stuff going around at the concert because <laughs> of, of what the band's name is. But um, that mosh pit was just like spot on. Everyone was just having a grand time. Uh, and I didn't get knocked over, so that was nice. <laughs> because uh, that happens um and then like showmanship wise ooh, i think one of the better ones i've been to was the swift knot one just they had the rotating drums going like, oh yeah and they had like the all the like gross pictures and it was just it was a great show <laughs> yes absolutely slipknot i even if you don't like metal i think slipknot is a band that everyone must see before they die just for a live aspect so for sure. I feel like Metallica would probably be good too, but I have not been able to see them. Hey, that's fine. There's still lots of time. Hopefully when all this <laughs> COVID shit is over, we can uh, start start going back to some, hopefully. Um, yeah, hopefully they do another farewell tour. <laughs> hopefully. Uh, Hellspawn, 
best concert you've ever seen? Oh, man. When I was a freshman in college, I rode the bus out to Max Bar to go see Spectral Voice play with Primitive Man. Wow. That was a... That was a really good show. Spectral Voice played with, uh, they made them turn all the lights off in the bar. And then they had like two candles and that was all the, and the candles went out as soon as they played a note because of the amps extinguished them. So it was just like total darkness, this super crazy band going nuts. And that that's probably the best because you just couldn't see barely anything. And, you know, one of my most favorite bands just going off. And then I also saw... That same year, uh, I went to see Mayhem, and that's like, uh, that was a great, like, their showmanship was unlike anything I've seen. You know, I haven't been to a lot of, like, really big arena shows that have a lot of, uh, you know, presentation behind them, but Mayhem sort of had that kind of vibe, and it was awesome. Yeah, Hellspawn, I don't know if you remember this, but the first time I ever met you was uh, in Story, Sound, and Motion with Joel, and... You were wearing a Mayhem shirt, and Joel like walked up to you and was like, are you the guy on Hours of Power that plays all that heavy grindcore shit? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, that was sweet. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was quite the, the life-affirming moment for me when <laughs> the, this professor that we had for uh, yeah, Story, Sound, and Motion, this like intro to film class, was like, <laughs> recognized me as dude from the radio who's like playing carcass and Mersbau and noise music on the radio absolutely That's uh, awesome yeah and and i saw your mayhem shirt and i was like okay this guy this guy knows a thing or two about metal so that's good um yeah uh bones what is the best metal concert you've ever seen i actually haven't been to that many like metal concerts outside of like my friends bands back home i mean i saw tom morello this past year like uh he, he was doing like solo stuff but he played a lot of rage songs and a lot of like um you know his own like atlas underground songs and everything sure. but i mean i know it's not metal but i i went to see rush i've seen him three times uh and every time it was like such an experience because it's not exactly a mosh pit it's a very uh it's a lot of an older audience especially a very sort of like geeky audience but <laughs> like the experience of seeing them like they have pyrotechnics and they're some of the most incredible musicians i've ever seen and i was like you know i was really sad after neil died this year but i was also like i'm so glad that i got to see him like every time that i did because it was it was like a mosh pit in my brain every time they, they would play. You know, like they didn't mess up at all. They were super tight. It was like loud. And they have some of the best, like, um, it's a, the way that Rush plays their music. It's like the bass isn't really a rhythmic instrument. It goes back and forth between like syncing with the drums. And then it, it goes like up and down with the guitars. And it kind of like weaves its own rhythm into the song. And it's like, it's so great to see live how they just sort of like form this song from like three completely different playing styles. Exactly. And Rush is one of those like very rare bands where the bass is as prominent as the rest of yeah. it, which is awesome. And that speaks, like you said, to their talent. Um, Neil, Neil Peart, in my opinion, was the best drummer who ever lived. Uh, I yeah. don't know if you want to say anything about that, but uh, I know many people thought that and uh, I've met people who, who will say John Bonham, but to me, it's Neil Peart. So. Yeah, John Bonham can play fast, but Neil Peart can really, really play with the song. Like, I played drums for probably, like, close to 10 through 11 years now, and I, I would, like, learn as many Rush songs as I could. Like, I remember I spent, like, six hours in one day trying to learn subdivisions and stuff. It's like, I was a huge Neil fan, 
and um yeah like he he really just knew how to, how to use the drums as more than just like uh, a rhythm sometimes like his fills were almost melodic with like how much he used the whole kit yeah Roto times yeah well it's also like rush isn't really a metal band but you ask like any of the of the big metal bands especially like the older ones like metallica magnet it's like all of them were influenced by rush exactly. like even a lot of existing ones now like rush is a band that like almost all big musicians say like yeah i was really into that or like they inspired me exactly their their influence is massive and as you said that speaks to their talent as musicians um and you said they're not you're not going to mosh at a rush at a rush concert but when they play YYZ, dude, the crowd yeah. is crazy. Like, that song is metal as fuck. So, I mean. Yeah. They did. Uh, they do have some, like, heavier songs. I mean, like, heavier compared to the rest of their discography. But especially, like, like Stick It Out or, uh, like, the, the Anarchist. Like, some of the stuff from the newer album was pretty pretty heavy. Yeah. Exactly. So, I, I like to give them credit where it's due. I've talked about them a good amount on, on this podcast. So, I'm glad someone sees eye to eye with you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, I guess I can ask you guys now. Uh, this one's probably directed more so at Lilith because I know you've okay. been been the host and, and Hellspawn. You guys have been the co-host at ours for years now. Uh, and just for the people who are watching this who don't know a whole lot about uh, the Hours of Power, uh, just uh, tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Hellspawn, I'm sure you can probably add in whatever I miss because I'm not that good at giving summaries. Uh, but pretty much Hours Power is a heavy metal show. One of, I think it's one of the only ones in Michigan, at least according to our former hosts before us. Uh, and we play pretty much every subgenre out there, pretty much any band. Uh, we love to review music and we'll play new stuff, little bands. Like everyone deserves a spot on radio, kind of, if you're good. And we want to just like share that with the world and... Share heavy metal because we need more happiness like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Elspon, you got anything to add there? Um, yeah, not much. That, that's good summary. It's just, uh, yeah, four hours of heavy music mostly. You know, we usually feature an album every week. I guess I should mention mention oh, that. Yeah, that's kind of kind of a strange thing for radio to play a, a full album over the course of a four hour period. We used to be able to play it front to back but we can't do that anymore that's kind of sad but technically we can if i plan okay we go back right. to that cool, <laughs> cool. <laughs> if i plan it right so it transitions between two hours yeah <laughs> oh yeah we just have to straddle it over an hour mark but yeah anything that's uh i play a lot of metal related stuff too that's not necessarily a, a metal band like i played xanadu by rush oh, last yeah. year yeah you know, like because I, I love rush too but I play a lot of stuff that's like metal adjacent because I, I like all sorts of different types of music. So if there's a, a band that has like a metal influence, but you might not necessarily call them a super heavy band, I might play a, you know, a song or two from that. But then I also play, you know, really extreme stuff for most of the time. And I think Lilith would say the same. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you guys have been uh, the co-host now for three years, right? Yeah, um, Bones, how long have you been a part of ours? Uh, only the last year. So I'm in uh, like my, you know, second year of school. I, I found out about it completely by accident. Like I made a post on Reddit, like looking for bandmates at MSU. And I met uh, my friend Matt, who's a guitarist. 
And so we were like jamming, playing some Metallica songs. He's like, oh, you got to check out this radio station that my friend uh, Lilith works at. I mean, you didn't call her Lilith, but whatever. And so he, he brings <laughs> me in one day and I was like, whoa, holy shit. Like, this is super cool. Because, you know, I'm a big metal head. And I suddenly find out that the university doesn't advertise this as much, but there's like this whole metal, like little cult radio station that they play four hours of metal every week. And I think it's really cool that they do a feature of these like smaller bands. So, you know, if you're listening, you get like a, you know, it's like, what, like maybe four or five songs from one band all in a row. So you can kind of just find out about smaller artists. And it's like, you know, all these, like a lot of other genres of music have their own radio station. There's usually like a classic rock and all this other stuff. It's like metal should be represented. It's a pretty big genre. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Lilith and Hellspawn, if you remember, I I shadowed uh, hours for a little bit when I was a freshman. I'm a senior now, but I specifically remember the episode that I um, shadowed. You guys had a drummer from, I can't recall which band it was, but you like actually had the musicians in the studio. And I just thought that was so cool. I think that was King. Kingdom of Ends? How's yeah. I don't know. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. That was the Kingdom of Ends drummer. Yeah. They're just, a local band. Sweet. Yeah, I just thought it was awesome that you guys, like, have these metal musicians on the show because, like, that's what it's all about right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess next question. Uh, is this <laughs> – how did you guys, like, really get – because ours, of course, is uh, – a weekly radio show on on impact 89 fm uh you how'd you guys really get involved with impact was it like straight to hours is that how you found out about it? uh so the way i found out was i went to participation and a girl on my floor who is also sort of a metalhead um she told me there's this like radio station that plays alternative music and i like hunted out impact and then I found them and I was like, are you sure you play alternative? Are you sure this is like alternative music? Like it's not just regular music. And then um, they found out that I liked like heavy stuff and they were like, oh, well, why don't you join ours? And I was like, okay. (laughs) And then four years later, here we are. (laughs) There you go. Hellspawn, I know when I was uh, shadowing, at least you weren't, I, I had never heard you talk on ours uh, until not too long ago. When did you like actually become a speaking DJ on the show? I started when like when I was a freshman, okay. but because of my reticence to uh, talk to people, I guess uh, pretty pretty reclusive dude. I've there's been periods where I haven't been speaking on the radio, just picking music, but. Uh, yeah, I've been doing it since October of freshman year. Right. The, all the previous hosts of the show were leaving, like they were graduating. So uh, I had joined the Impact just as a like a fixed DJ, which is just like a training position for uh, any people who aren't affiliated with the Impact. Um, but then one time when I was leaving my shift, like maybe my second or third time going, this uh, this guy I'd never seen before like stopped me in the hallway because I had a Morbid Angel shirt on. He was like, "You like Morbid Angel, right? You you want to come run a metal show for us?" <laughs> and it was a uh, spaceman, the one of the previous DJs of the the hours who uh, he was like, "Yeah, just saw me in the hallway and uh, thought that I would be a, a good member of the show." And then I, I joined up and pretty quickly because they were all uh, 
like trying to apply to grad school. They were just having me run the show for most of my freshman year. And then uh, I kind of handed it off to Lilith at the beginning of our second year. And she runs more of it now. Nice. Um, I know, Bones, you're you're referred to as the nameless intern. And I know that's kind of <laughs> an hours thing. What, like, I, I still don't even really understand how that works. Because, well, is, is there like a process of going from nameless intern to like DJ on the hours? Like, what's really going on? Not really. I, I was just like, for the first few weeks, I was just kind of hanging out there. Like we'd, we'd sort of like hang out in the studio or in the recording room. And then eventually uh, Sarah was just like, hey, do you want to like help do the show stuff? And I was like, okay. And so, you know, I'd add a lot of songs that I liked personally. And then, you know, a lot of the time when it would come on the radio and then there would be a speaking break, she would be like, oh, and that was a song picked by our nameless intern. And I guess just like that's that's just how I'm referred to because I would just do like behind the scenes stuff programming the songs, but I don't really speak on the radio because I'm not like a full DJ yet. You'd be a nameless DJ. It could be a nameless DJ. It could uh, <laughs> could adapt it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Bones, you didn't have a name until Hellspawn just gave you one right before we started. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I've been dubbed. <laughs> yeah, you've been dubbed. Uh, yeah, I guess last big question for you guys. Um, we always like to have like a, a kind of theme here on the Metal Pod, uh, whether that be we had a Halloween episode, politics episode for the election, and then now you guys joining us. Uh, you're hosting a radio station, and radio and metal, uh, I mean, kind of help each other in a lot of ways. I mean, how do you view, starting with you, Lilith, how do you view the role of radio in metal? I think radio has... A, way, a great way to like share music because at least we share a lot of like the little bands, the smaller guys, and I think it's a great way to kind of just get exposed um, without really having to like look, you know, like seek it out because it's just, it's there. And uh, I think, I mean, a lot of radio like in the 80s and stuff like that, like Metallica and Iron Maiden, that kind of like that was what they played. And I think there's a whole big push to go back kind of like to vinyl, uh, at least in metal and like more of the older way of doing things because it's very like classic and aesthetic <laughs> so i think it's like metal and radio is just kind of something that will always be together in some form yeah that's a great point absolutely Hellspawn? yeah as much as radio is sort of a, a dwindling format i think with the uh the advent of like streaming the radio station online it it, it hopefully will keep it uh relevant because radio is like a form of curation you know like for people obviously with the internet anybody can find anything if they take the time but i think that radio shows are a great way to you know have a one specific place you can go to find you know new stuff or you know get your stuff played if you're a, a local band or something like that it's a uh, an indicator of like what people enjoy as well. Like when we get uh like I would say like power trip is a huge fan favorite band for our show. People call in asking for power trip all the time. So, you know, and I love power trip, but I, I didn't quite realize their how popular they were until I, you know, got three calls in one night for power trip songs. Right. Rip Riley. Yeah. Rusty. yeah indeed. Yeah. yeah. Brendan and I saw them uh, at download and they completely tore up the show. Hell yeah. <laughs> I saw, I've seen Power Trip three times throughout their career, and yeah, they're the best. 
Yeah, they, they were. Did you happen to go to their last show in Michigan, the uh, High on Fire show at the Majestic? Yes, that's the last one I saw. Man. Yeah, it sucks. Um, and, yeah, just going off what you said about the whole fan favorite thing, like when we went to download last year when we were studying abroad, um, they were on the main stage, but they were, like, obviously one of the earlier bands on the main stage, but, like, had a huge turnout and oh, yeah. just absolutely killed it. Like, yeah. best show of the day. And it yeah. was, like, daytime, you know? Like, just tore it up. I've never seen a more uh, enthusiastic and, like, diversified crowd as when I saw Power Trip at, uh, at L Club in Detroit. I think that was the second time that I saw him. I went with Spaceman from The Hours and his girlfriend, and there was kids from, you know, preteen age to, you know, like 60-year-old dudes, and they were all, like, losing it. And it wasn't just, you know, people in metal T-shirts and long hair and stuff. It was, like, regular-looking people that were just there to go off for Power Trip because they're such a fantastic band that appeals to everybody. It's the best. Yeah, absolutely. And L Club, that must have been a show and a half. Yeah. That, that can only fit like 200 people or something. So that yeah, was, no barricade and stuff. So yeah. there was a lot of people on the stage with them. That's good. Oh, wow. But that's that's what a, a true metal concert is right there. When you oh, can yeah. have that fan interaction like that. Um, yeah, not to... That, that was a nice little power trip tangent. I'm always <laughs> down to talk about some power trip. But uh, mm-hmm. Bones, how do you view the role of radio in metal? Radio is important for any music, right? Like, especially, you know, before streaming, it's like getting your, you know, the single from your new album on the radio is what's going to make or break whether or not anyone, you know, whether or not you're going to make any money on it, first of all, or whether or not anyone's going to want to come see you live. But radio and metal especially is important because I feel like everyone's story of getting into metal is like, oh, you know, someone, you know, a friend or an older brother, someone showed me this, this metal. Cause a lot of people don't know that they're going to like it until it, it's kind of shown to them. You like, you hear some metal and you're like, well, that's cool. And then you look for more. And that's like what Jay was saying, like radio is like a curation. So it's, it plays music. You didn't know you wanted to hear until you hear it. And it's like, if we only have, you know, Spotify type services where you're choosing all your music, like, yeah, you're going to be able to find what you want, but you're going to miss out on the things that you're going to like without knowing that you want them first. So like if someone tunes into hours by accident and then hears something really groovy that they like, maybe some, you know, suddenly they're a metal fan for life because they've just heard, you know, maybe they've listened to metal before, but it wasn't their kind of metal. Oh yeah, that's, that's totally true because I, just a quick story. I, I started at the impact as a DJ before I even knew what the hours were. I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll turn on the station just to, just to hear what it's about. And I so vividly remember, uh, it was the Sentinel by Judas Priest, and I was like, "Jesus, like <laughs> yeah. this yeah. is this is it right here. Like that's awesome." So that's that's very very fair. Um, yeah, I guess uh, last thing uh, we we always like to end uh, with some segments uh, which we call Pick of the Week and Song Wreck. Um, we're not going to waste your guys' time uh, telling us ours. We're going to get into that a little later. Uh, on the episode, but uh, I guess Lilith, uh, I'll start with you. Um, what is your pick of the week, which is an album, and what is your song right? Ooh, okay. So I I know I mentioned earlier I've been really getting into Devil Driver. 
Uh, and their album, Dealing with Demons, which came out probably a little earlier this year, but due to COVID, I did not get to listen until more recently. Uh, and I'll, my song is going to be, You Give Me a Reason to Drink, because oh. why not? <laughs> it's uh, been a rough year, so. Absolutely. That, it's just very a very catchy song there. You like, it's got a nice like groove into it that is easy to headbang to, so. Great for driving if you don't want to know how fast you're going on the highway. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, Devil Driver's a good, like, modern group band, I would say. Of course, Dez from that band was in Cold Chamber uh, back in the day. So they've got some, some groove influences there. So I'm definitely going to check out a song with a title like that. So <laughs> thank you for that. Uh, Hellspawn, what are, what's your pick of the week and songwriting? All right, I got this, this record here. Uh, this is Disembowelments, Transcendence into the Peripheral. It's a 1993 Death Doom album. They're Disembowelments from Australia. This is it's probably my favorite metal album, I, I would say. It's uh, just the, the song I'd recommend is called Cerulean Transience of All My Imagined Shores, which is oh. like a nice, uh, ridiculous metal song title. I love that. But I think uh, my favorite thing about this group and what makes them so great, like they're obviously super heavy and dark kind of band being a death doom group, but they have a really extensive thank you list of groups that they uh, hmm. like in the liner notes and none of them are metal bands. Really? It's all like, like uh, you got Cocteau twins in there. Great. Like goth sort of group, Brian Eno ambient uh harold bud same sort of vibe there Enya, new age music uh dead can dance and i like all sorts of stuff like that and i i love that a a metal band going that far back was not afraid to defy the being labeled posers or something for saying that they liked Enya. yeah that's awesome that that is the most metal thing you can do right there is <laughs> a guilty pleasure like that so that's good. Uh, you said that's your favorite metal album of all time. I think that's got to be the one that I come back to the most, just because it's it's got the a lot of elements that I like. You know, it's got really hard death metal parts, but then also really uh, beautiful orchestrated kind of clean bits that are you know kind of ambient music influenced. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna want to check that out then. Yeah. If, if you're so highly recommending it, so <laughs> thank you for that. Always looking for some new new music like that. Um, Bones, pick of the week, and Songwreck. Well, I, you know, as I've said before, mine's not going to be as underground, so a lot of people, especially if they're watching this, may have already heard it. But I would definitely say Megadeth's first album, Killing Is My Business, and Business Is Good, especially because I, I love just, like, the story behind that. You know, it's like, you know, Bustain, like, just split from Metallica. He's, like, trying to get back at him. And uh, I saw this just recently. Like, I've listened to this album so many times. And I just saw this in, like, a YouTube video or something where their bassist, uh, Dave Ellison, is talking about it. And apparently, a lot of their songs were going to be a lot slower. And a fan who had seen them live, like, wrote them a letter. And it said, your new shit better be faster than Metallica. So they, like, they rushed back in the studio and they just, like, cranked up the speed on all these songs. And so you have, like... You know, I play bass, and I, I know a lot of Megadeth songs. I can barely play anything from that album because they're just so insanely fast and tight. And it's just, like, the thrashiest stuff. Uh, and I would say my song recommendation from that album would be Rattlehead. Because, yeah. like, that's one of the songs where the rhythm guitar is harder than most solos. Like, oh, yeah. it's 
it's insanely fast. It's really complicated, but you still headbang to it real easy. Yeah, and, it, and it's one of those songs that like promotes headbanging. Obviously. Yeah, they, they mentioned that in the song, which is obviously- yeah, it's just like about headbanging. Yeah, <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah, I guess uh, that's that's all we had for you guys. I uh, just want to say thank you so much for joining us, being our first guest here on the Metal Pod. Uh, for those watching at home, you can tune in to the Hours of Power Thursdays from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Um, yeah, uh, it's always always a good time. Uh, pour myself a little drink and, and and listen to to the last episode. It's always a good time. Yeah, Brenner and I have definitely done that a couple times and hung out and just had a great time. So yeah, it was nice meeting everyone. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having yeah, us. It was on. Nice to meet you. Thank That's you. Thank you so much. Top five bands to listen to in the car. In no particular order. Slipknot, Lamb of God, the best group metal band of all time. Corn, Elysian Blaze, Marilyn Manson. Uh, I guess I'll just say my reason. Right. My reason. I was about to ask you. Yeah. Slipknot because they bang. You can play them loud. You can scream in the car. Yeah. yeah. Same with Marilyn Manson. I scream in the car to him. Oh, yeah. Um, Limb of God because they're chuggy guitar riffs. Um, Elysian Blaze, we've talked about many times. Mm-hmm. We don't like them that much. Uh, I like them for night drives. That's my night That's driving fair. artist. It's like That's fair. I can put this on and not think about it, and it'll put me in a mood, make me feel good. Mm-hmm. Corn is a nostalgic band for me in terms of absolutely cars. I the first time I heard a Corn song was in the car, my buddy's car, mm-hmm. and that was in high school. And um, the bass probably just hit you like a brick. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he was the first one of our friends that could drive, so okay, he yeah. always drove us around, and it was always Corn. So same here, just yeah. good memories. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I was the first one to drive, and I I made all my friends listen to metal. Yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right, what you got? Uh. Yeah, just want to say I don't disagree with any of your picks. I don't have any of the same in my five, and I think we did it for different reasons. I did it based on not lyrical content, kind of lyrical content of like, I'll just I'll just say them and try to explain. Okay. At five, Fu Manchu. Have you ever heard of them? I have. I've not listened. They're they're like a stoner metal band. Um, pretty much every album is like, I don't know about every. I I don't listen to them all that much, but every. Every album is like a concept album of okay. like just driving in a car, having a good time kind of thing. Oh. So like King of the Road is the prime example. Oh, okay. Um, Interesting. Yeah. They're just a good driving band. Okay. Uh, number four, Deftones. They've got mm. some driving uh, inspired songs, especially on their earlier albums. Uh, and those early albums go hard, especially in a car when you have a good sound system. Um, number three, Metallica. Uh, yeah. Obviously got some... Wherever I may roam is like... Get, it'll pop you up. Yeah. The will pop you up in the car. Yeah. It's like an anthem for being out there. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, Motorhead. It's in the name. Right. Like a motor, you know? It's just loud, aggressive, in-your-face, heavy metal. I mean... Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And number one, Judas Priest. Mm. They they make me want to buy a motorcycle. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I'm... Going to own a motorcycle someday, and Judas Priest is a huge part of that, because they're, I mean, I don't know if you've seen performances of them live, but it's Halford's, like, signature stage move. He always rides in oh. on a Harley right before free-wheel free burning. He rides in on stage on a Harley? On a Harley, yeah. Just, like, on stage. Yeah, it's sick as f- 
Yeah, it's so. Oh, I, I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. and, and they've got many like car and motorcycle theme songs. Hmm. Um, They're British though. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously everyone wants to ride a motorcycle, right? Like on one. Oh yeah. But it's so dangerous. Exactly, it's metal. <laughs> it's metal. Absolutely. I, I would definitely consider buying a motorcycle, but I feel like I would crash and hurt myself. So yeah, four wheels for me. Absolutely, and yeah, if I'm gonna go on a road trip, and if I if I had to pick one artist to listen to on a road trip, it's Priest. So mm. yeah, sweet. Yeah, pick of the week. Uh, we decided on um, albums or a song, an album or a song that is radio friendly. That's also metal. Yeah. Uh, I chose a song. Okay. My song was Master of Puppets. That's fair. Because Metallica is probably the number one radio band. Radio metal band. For radio sure. metal band. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's that's a prime example of a... When you think of radio songs, you think three three minutes, four minutes tops kind yeah. of thing. But that's like an eight-minute song. Right. And it's still a radio staple. Mm. So you know it's it's a classic. Yep. Um. I kind of did something different. Uh, my pick of the week is actually the new ACDC album, just for the hell of it. Um, I, I I have to admit, it wasn't the best, but I'm, I should say, I'm a diehard old school ACDC fan. Okay. The new singer, Brian Johnson, uh, by new, he's been in the band for 40 years, but he's not their original singer. Right. Bon Scott died. <clears throat> the Bon Scott era is the ACDC that is... That era is like one of my all-time favorite bands uh, mm. still. And the only the reason I, I pick this is because it could be their last album. Um, if you're, oh, wow. Yeah. Their their last album was supposed to be their last album. but uh, Bands always say that. Yeah. But this one, uh, Angus Young, of course, uh, their lead guitarist, one of the best of all time. His brother, Malcolm, was the rhythm guitar player. He died a couple years ago, so this one was in honor of him. Uh, it's looking like it... Very well could be their last album, so just want to throw that out there. Uh, if you're an ACDC fan, you'll probably enjoy it. Was like I said, wasn't a huge fan, but I'm not a huge Brian Johnson fan. But either right. way, it's it was solid, solid listen. So check it out. Yep. Trivia. Did you peek at my phone? I did not. Did you peek at my paper? I can't even read upside down. Neither can I. Off of Stone Sour, Stone Sour being Corey Taylor's right. alternate band, hard rock, would you say? Yeah. Hard rock band? They've got some heavy stuff at times. Also some soft stuff. Yeah. Off of their album, Come Whatever May, the first track is titled 30, 30, 150. Yeah. What has, what did, what does that name signify? 30, 30, 150. I don't know. Yeah, no guess. 30, 30, 150. It's a guy, Corey Taylor. Your yeah, favorite vocalist of all time. Because of Slipknot, not because of Stone Sour. You like Stone Sour. I like him, not as much as you do, but... Yeah, that's true. Why don't you like him as much? Like, is there any reason you just don't... Because they're not as heavy? I mean... Yeah, but they're not supposed to be. They're a I know. rock band that sings ballads sometimes. Right, and that's like his creative outlet, like, for the soft stuff, which is fine. And I respect him. I do. I like Stone Sour. I feel like, I feel like you have a chip on your on your shoulder about Stone Sour because of Slipknot. Is this, is this a fair statement? I guess. Oh, it is, it is worth noting though. Before I try to 
make an attempt at whatever the hell that is. But Corey Taylor is the only guy to have three separate. So his solo, Stone Sour and Slipknot, the only artist to have three different projects have a number one song, number one radio song, something like that. There's some weird stat like that. I just, I thought that was pretty cool. So sweet. Is that your answer? Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I, I have no idea. 30, 30, 150. Yeah, thirty thirty one fifty remembers is a lyric, right? Yeah, yeah. I I have no idea what that so, means. So thirty thirty was his jean size in high school, and he weighed one hundred and fifty pounds. And that song is a throwback to when people thought that he couldn't accomplish anything because he was small. And basically, that song is saying "fuck you guys." Huh. That 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 high school kid inside of me is still alive, and he remembers how you guys treated me. Fair enough. Thirty thirty one fifty remembers. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's 30, pretty cool. Thirty thirty one fifty hates. Yeah, um, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, better, but a lot better than I thought it was going to be. So yeah, fair Sweet. enough. Yeah, you got me. You got me. <laughs> what do you got? All right, sticking on the theme of radio. Sure. What city is home to the first radio station to ever play heavy metal? What city? Yes. Is it in America? Yeah, I should have said that. American city. I should have said. What radio station? No, just oh, yeah, give me the city oh, that yeah. the radio station is in. California? Is it in the state of California? I can't tell you that. Fuck. Uh, I'll guess... Seattle. No. That's pretty solid, though. That's that's a good one. Um, Cleveland. Ohio. Really? Believe it or not. A yeah. lot of good stuff comes from Cleveland. No... Yeah, actually, I do. I, I was born in Cleveland, so I guess you could make that argument. Yeah. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I hate it. That's, that's the least favorite thing about myself. Because fuck Ohio. Sorry, Ohio. <laughs> Not em. too much good stuff comes from you. A couple of things. But no, there's some good stuff. Not too much. Whoever decided to put the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland can fuck right off. I was there uh, this year. Nice. Over the summer. We didn't go in. Right. We walked around it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, this is kind of, I mean, it's, it's debated obviously, cause who the hell is going to know right. what the first, but in terms of classic rock radio, like a classic rock radio format, Cleveland, I don't even know, remember what the station was, mm-hmm. but, uh, that station was the first to brand themselves as a classic rock radio station. Mm-hmm. And then obviously that caught on pretty quick. So, uh, and Interesting. yeah, uh, and I'm wearing this Rush shirt, so it's fair to say um, Cleveland is kind of the city that Cleveland and Michigan overall, but Cleveland more so got Rush kind of on the American map because they're from Canada, obviously. Um, they, they played their first album, and people just went nuts for it, mm. uh, and that's kind of how Rush got big in America. So, And another funny tidbit, they Rush played their first American concert in East Lansing, Michigan. Wow. Yeah. At some drive-in movie theater that i think is closed now but, oh dope yeah maybe we should track that down yeah i've been meaning to i just always forgot about it so yeah dope. that would be cool coolio yes sir one hot minute yep. mine will keep will be sweet and short nice <clears throat> bands don't need to be on the radio to be great absolutely some of the best bands don't end up on the radio because they can't be right uh i guess that's about it i mean the radio i it, the way I look at the radio is it's just a platform to share stuff, obviously. Um, but 
you know, there's a lot of litigation that comes with that. Oh, absolutely. Red tape, censor, censorship, censorship yeah. all that stuff. Like, basically, if you are if you can be the face of a band that will make money and set an example for other bands or, or artists, you'll probably end up on the radio. Mm-hmm. If you do stuff that these like the FCC doesn't like, you will not be on the radio. Right. Um, yeah, that's it. And it kind of depends what radio you're talking about, because, I mean, now there's satellite radio, so, like, like Sirius XM stuff. Yeah, they, they that, that's play. totally different. Right. I get what you're saying, though, absolutely. Um, and as we brought up last week, Lamb of God, you don't hear them on the radio all that often, but they're obviously one of the best mm. modern bands. So. The, the streaming platforms have really changed the landscape of oh, radio. Oh, absolutely. And it, it, it will continue to, um, as long as, uh, you know, technology progresses in that direction. Right. But And us being radio guys, it's kind of weird but it is if, if you if i was born like 20 years earlier i would i would like want to go into radio i always tell everybody that when they ask me like what what i want what do i want to do i still don't know like if it was up to me i would be in radio but it's it's a changing industry yeah obviously so you work for rca they still do radio stuff rca yeah the electronics company oh really yeah, okay. I mean, there, the radio still exists and it's no, still yeah. alive, but yeah, like you said, it's it's changing. Yes, and we will see if that is for better or worse. Right. But uh, yeah, um, mine kind of goes, my one hot minute kind of goes along with that. Um, you know, I, I guess the best way to explain this, one of my roommates, he listens to the same song by the same artist. Like, he'll listen to the same Rob Zombie song over and over again. He'll listen Matt? to the same... Is that his name? No, Josh. Josh, that's my that's right. Yeah. Sorry, Josh. No, that's fine. And I'm kind of throwing, throwing him under the bus right now, but he doesn't watch this podcast anyway, so... <laughs> f*** him. <laughs> uh, like, that just ruins it to me. If you listen to the same song, but if I... Like, my favorite Pantera song, obviously, is, like, Strength Beyond Strength. As an example, not I can't pick a favorite Pantera song, right. but as an example, if I listen to that over and over again, it's gonna be ruined. I don't know how the kid listens to the what Rob Zombie song is it? Uh, Living Dead Girl, like, <laughs> dude, I that know. one's already overplayed. I know that's the I, I, like I can't listen to that one that much because it's just I've seen I heard it so many exactly. times. Exactly, exactly. So he, he ruined that for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> and, I, and I'm trying to tell him, dude, he has so many better songs, like, just fall on me. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's a great song, obviously, and I'm not. That's the thing, that's the point I'm trying to make here. Just because the radio or whatever overplays a song, it kind of ruins it to an extent. Like, yeah, I would agree. I've heard Enter Sandman too many times, way too many times, but it's such a great song. Yeah, and I think people forget that because it's played so much, right? And they hear it so often. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Is that the only song he listens to by Rob Zombie? Pretty mu- is that what you're saying? No, I mean, he's got a few in the rotation, but, but like... most mostly it's that. It's like the same five I hear all the time. <laughs> Tell me that, more human than human. Yeah. Supercharger heaven. And, like, Megadeth is another one. He's like, dude, Megadeth is, like, my favorite metal band. And it's and it's literally the same three songs. He sells? No, it's everything from Rust in Peace, because that's the album I showed him, which... Oh. It's is fine. That's their best album, in my opinion, my favorite album by them. But, anyways. Yeah, just... 
just everyone just dig deeper all right like there's there's more to the artist than go their, for their the, hits okay? go for the sleepers in the album oh yeah the ones that you didn't think that you'd like on the first try tr- give them a second chance absolutely yeah. and the, those end up being some of my favorites you yeah know? the sleepers yeah mm-hmm. so yeah that's all i got cool um song wreck uh <clears throat> okay so next week we will not be having a metal pod episode air uh be taking a break for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So. so everyone stay safe. Enjoy the holidays. Uh, yep. We'll come back with uh, another guest episode. Yep. Trent Bally, uh, the sports editor at um, Impact. Um, one of the biggest Motley Crue fans that I know. And uh, in honor of that, we're going to be doing a hair bands, hair metal hair bands episode. Yes. Brennan also <laughs> loves them. I do. <laughs> this is a topic that I'm not well versed in at all. Brennan is preparing a diagram for me and a playlist to get me up to speed, so I will not sound like an idiot. Uh, so therefore, my song rec is Shout at the Devil by Motley Crue, Fair. and the whole album is cool. Best Motley Crue album right there. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, they, all, they have the look, they have the attitude. I've got the looks that kill. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they play in drop D. Yeah. Well, actually, no, they're just an octave down. I don't there. know, I don't know. <laughs> they're, they're heavy. Uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, sticking on that subject of hair bands, uh, we we kind of talked about last week how Pantera was was a hair band before. <laughs> Sadly. Yes. Hey, Unfortunately. There, there's some there's some bangers in there, and, and my song wreck is one of those bangers. Uh, is it Ride my rocket. No. What is it? Not that one. <laughs> it is from Power Metal, which is Phil's first album. It was, uh, you know, the the mecca of their hair era. Um, sure. They, they went straight f- hair after that, obviously. But from Power Metal, uh, Proud to be Loud is the name of the song. It's just, you know, kick Look ass. Look at that rhyme. Proud to be Loud. Beautiful rhyme. Yes, sir. Uh, that song's been featured in, like, Donnie Darko, who's in that movie, mm. uh, The Mighty Ducks, among others. Uh, it's, it's like the, the most popular song from Power Metal, I'd say. Okay. And it's them at their... It's the heaviest hair metal around, so... Just got to throw that out there. Go and check it out. Yes, sir. But, yep, that's it for this episode. See you after the break. Yeah, we'll be back uh, the week after Thanksgiving, Friday after Thanksgiving, which I think is December 4th. Yes. Yep. Uh, In the meantime, continue to listen to the Hours of Power. Uh, Big thanks to them for coming on the episode today. Um, The Hours is on. Thursdays from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Impact 89 FM. So, yeah, until then, keep listening to that, and we will be back on December 4th. You heard the man. Hell yeah. Metal! You've been listening to The Metal Pod, a production of Impact 89 FM. Our thanks to Impact's general manager, Jeremy Whiting, station manager, Amber Kinutsky, and programming director, McKenna Lowndes. Tune in next time for more updates on all things metal. The Metal Boys!